ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Iron Overload.io Hardcore episode number 23. Steve in the mobster. How's it going, buddy? How you doing? Oh, good in the hood. Let's hit it. We are going to talk about Halo testing and clambuterol pre-contest stacked. This is a fun one. Very, very, very strong to use these two together. Very, very strong. Very important to do them the correct way. Very important not to abuse them. But if you run them the correct way, you can really, really change your physique, whether you're in con- trying to get a contest, trying to win a contest, trying to win at the beach with no shirt on, you're dating, you just got divorced, you just you know got out of a relationship, you're back in dating scene, you want to look good. For the girls that you're dating, as soon as they take off your shirt, they're going to be like, holy shit, this guy looks good, Right. So this is the episode you want to listen to. We're going to show you how to run these two together. These are very, very serious compounds. So at the end of the day, why do people run Halo and Clan? It's to shred. It's to cut. It's to look ripped. All right? You see these guys in, ma- in magazines. You see these guys in, on social media. You see these models. They advertise these supplements and all this stuff. And you're like, man. I'm already in decent shape, but man, I want to look like these guys. I want to be ripped. I want to have a six-pack, eight-pack. I want to have washboard abs. So this stack is why guys you guys want to use the stack right here. And um, it's it will blow you away if you run it crazy. So we're going to show you. We're going to show you the dosages. We're going to show you how to stack them. We're going to show you the tips on this, and we're also going to show you the side effects to watch out for because there are a lot of side effects, very, very dangerous <laughs> side effects. So mom, sir, what is your thought pre-contest? You used to be, you know, you, know, you were before you were a power lifter, you were ripped, you were in shape oh, where you would run stuff. So I can't yep. imagine now <laughs> way, way, way back in the day, guys, when I first started lifting, uh, the stuff I could do with yoga positions, I had a split bicep, Steve. And I've always, I say always, I had at that time for a very, very long time doing absolutely nothing whatsoever, a four-pack, a pretty much 24-7, 365. I think I've told a story before, uh, sitting on my my mum's uh, apartment balcony, on a deck chair, chilling in the sun, and I think I had a pair of spandex shorts on, as we did back in the day, and a, a couple, three girls came through. Uh, I knew, I think, yeah, I think I knew all three of them. And I lean onto the balcony uh, when my arm's pressing down so the triceps are popping. And one of the girls says, oh, my God, look at his stomach. So, yeah, I started off with that bodybuilder-esque vibe going on. I've only really sort of turned into sort of some sort of crazy strength freak after about 20 years, Steve. So in my case, for those of you that probably wasn't even born then, that would be the year 2000. And I started training in 1980. I, I get it. I get it. And I, I certainly, because I was a teenager when I started into my early 20s, understand the aesthetic stuff. 
Here's the thing, guys. I mean, I'll talk about what pre-contest means. And as Steve said already, you can apply the, the rules, if you like, the guidance to the other aspects, whether that's a modeling gig or the beach or, you know, post-divorce blues or whatever. You, you, The rules are the same. What do we mean by pre-contest? For me, as a strength athlete, it differs. So I'm going to approach it from a bodybuilder's perspective. In the and it's, you know, if you compete more often, it changes. But typically, there's an off-season, which is when the competitions aren't as frequent. It's a bit more frequent now year-round than they used to be, Steve. But it used to be the case that there was a period of the year, three to six months long, where there was no competitions. And that was your bulk. And you you added... It wasn't always clean. You didn't, you didn't always look ripped. But you added size and a little bit of fat in the off-season. And this is when you got stronger. This is when that extra quarter of an inch made an appearance on your arms or extra half an inch made an appearance on your chest. The, the trick, of course, is that when you get into shape, you've kept the muscle tissue underneath. There was much of that muscle tissue as possible. Now, pre-contest now is what we would call part of contest prep. And it can be typically 16 weeks. For some, it's a little bit longer. This is when you start to see pictures of Big Rammy and the other guys, the current pros, the Mr. Olympia wannabes. You'll start to see photographs of them getting serious. And it's when their hoodies and the long tracksuit bottoms come off and the shorts and T-shirts are starting to be in a bit. And you know when they're getting into proper shape, Steve, when they get down to the vest and, those re- and, and maybe even posing trunks. And you'll start to see pictures of it on Instagram when they're trying to psych out the exhibition. Now, it's normally 16 weeks. It's when you get serious with the diet. I mean, you get you, – you, you should have already shaped and put the size on them off. So it's when you start to sculpt a little bit so there's a little bit of muscle shaping, if you can, which is a lot. To be fair, Steve, it's mostly genetic, but it's especially when you're trying to retain as much of that pre-bulking season muscle and chiseling and removing the fat. And this combination, Halo and Clint, that's kind of what you're aiming for. You're, you're looking to maintain as much muscle tissue as possible. There's always going to be a few percent loss. That, that's okay. Don't freak out over it. But so long as the fat goes, as so long as the muscles start to appear, so long as the stuff that you've been working all year round, except for these 16 weeks. So what's that? Say 36 weeks of putting the work in and pounding on the muscle and building up your strength. Now 16 weeks of bringing down this for one fucking day. One day, guys. And this is the kind of the attitude I want you to have. And if if you think about a, a competing bodybuilder, this is kind of how this stuff works. Steve, if you've ever been on stage, even me as a strength athlete, let's imagine I have trained for 50-something weeks. The actual competition is six fucking hours. As a competing bodybuilder, if I was especially Mr. Olympia, it's two evenings, probably six hours again. I think it's like the pre-judging, three to four hours, and you're really only going to be on stage for your class one hour and you're really only going to be in front of the judges for a few fucking minutes even if they bring you out and compare you with other athletes guys all year for essentially 15 or 20 minutes on stage in front of the judges having your physique compared to the next guy and then at the evening show which is like 90 minutes steve especially if it's one class like the Mr. Olympia. It's different if it's multiple classes. But if it's one class like the Mr. Olympia, it's kind of 90 minutes, two hours. But again, that work that you've done all fucking year, 
is down to that tiny little period of time. And if you ask the top professional body, but I've seen them say this, Steve, it's literally can be a few minutes and you can fuck it up. So we don't want to fuck it up. We want you to train like motherfuckers. We want you to diet properly and we want you to run this combination so that you are stripping away the fat so that those few minutes on stage are the be or an end all. Now, like I said, not everybody listening in this, to this podcast is going to be a competing contest winning contest trying to win bodybuilder but you can listen to the guidance that we would give because these rules the guidance we give applies to you it applies to getting into shape too steve that's what we mean about beer contest and if you play casual golf you can learn from a pro if you play knockabout basketball you can watch the pros and learn from the pros so you can learn from this attitude and how you would do it as a competing bodybuilder and apply it to you getting in shape for your holidays, prior to getting in shape for a wedding, just for looking good for a photograph, for a modeling gig, on stage, wearing fancy trousers, whatever. The rules are the same, guys. So this is what we mean by pre-contest and how it works for you, Steve. So let's get into Halo first. So Halo, testing, on paper, 20 times more anabolic than straight testosterone. And almost 10 times more energetic than straight testosterone, which is crazy, right? So in real yeah. life, you know, are you, does that mean you're going to get 10 times the results of testosterone or 20 times the results of testosterone? No, of course not. No. But it just shows you how on paper this is amazing. And the original medical use for Halo was in the late 50s, and they used it to help with boys who are in a delayed puberty stage. So it kind of pushed them over the top when it came to pushing them into puberty. So that should tell you right there what happens as a teenager when you run anabolic steroids right there. It ter- it basically pushes you into adulthood. So it skips over, uh, you know, you mess with your hormones like that. That's what happens. Now, obviously, boys in this condition, now they have much safer options for them. But, you know, in the bodybuilding world, we take these types of medications, these types of hormones, and we use them <laughs> – for our our benefits in the in the fitness industry so halo the the thing that halo does it increases your red blood cell count like crazy which is what almost all anabolic steroids do it does it very very quickly very fast acting um it also it's not not androgen um estrogenic very very androgenic very very anabolic but not estrogenic at all so dry compound, you're not going to have any water retention. You're going to harden on this. It's extremely harsh, and you'll get rapid results. Now, some of you, you know, you'll run it, and you may not get the same results as other people. Uh, Mobster and I have run Halo. Yep. You know, I wasn't all that impressed with it, but other guys who have run it say they hit PRs on it. Other guys who run it say it hardens yep. them up, and it causes yep. – tremendous results on it so it's not personally my cup of tea but a lot of guys like to use it in pre-contest you know especially in a stack now when it comes to halo how should you basically approach it you should basically approach it very respectfully so start out with a lower dose work your way up we'll get into stacking it in a second i just want to kind of like make sure that people understand with halo don't get too aggressive with it. I personally only ran it at five milligrams. I didn't run it that much higher. It's extremely toxic. So 
Me, I was scared to run it much higher. I didn't want to have side effects. One of the side effects that a lot of guys have when you're using it is the fatigue. Because if you're running something very harsh on the body, it's going to stress your body out. It's going to cause a lot of issues in the body. It's going to give your body fatigue. So, but Halo overall, great for strength, great for hardening, great for mass vascularity. That's why guys love it. And we're going to talk about Clen in a second and talk to you about why guys like to use Clen with it so much. From Officer Chiming on Halo, give us your thoughts. A couple of thoughts here, Steve. And as Steve said, I tried it. And again, it's one of those things where and I, I, I'm, never, I'm never keen on the idea of having you guys experiment. You shouldn't need to go from A to Z and try and out every steroid there is. And that's the reason for this podcast. You listen to them so you don't have to work your way down the alphabet in terms of every steroid just to find out what works. And what works for the majority of people when we talk about this podcast, that's what we're basing it on, should apply to you. Now, of course, individual response does vary. And for me, I, I was looking for the, the androgen thing. Steve was quite interesting. The more androgenic seems to be the more aggressive and more aggression. And I also think that comes down to a little bit of irritability. Uh, and I don't mean void rage or anything like that, guys, because honestly, it, void rage has always been one of those, if you're a dick before, you're more of a dick on. But you were still a dick. Uh, and if you're chilled out, you're just ever so slightly more irritated, <laughs> chilled out guy. And I think that's the situation. However, and again, personal for me was a low dose, I think 10 milligrams in my case, Steve, uh, as a pre-workout to see if I got that slightly increased aggression, the kind of pre-workout focus that some people get from Halo testing. I did not. So that's the open and honest stuff. A lot of the time when you listen to this podcast and other places, they just recommend drugs they haven't tried or they'll lie. They will out and out lie. They will say, oh, this is this, this is that, and this is the other. And then when you say, well, what about you? They'll say, oh, 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 I didn't get that. Well, then you should mention that. We mentioned these things, though. So something else, Steve, and I mentioned this in a pre-show because we just recorded another a podcast prior to this one. When we talk about tiredness, and I want to touch on it very quickly, Steve, just for a minute. So occasionally on the forums, and I think it applies especially to more aggressive orals, but it also what people forget is if you're taking a story that you respond well to, for example, if I, as a strength athlete, halo testing is highly regarded by strength athletes in strongman, in powerlifting, in a lot of aspects of strength, and they guys will rave on it. Like I said, for your honesty, I did not, but lots do. So it's a highly regarded drug in that particular situation. Now, the reason why some people get tired can be argued that is drug-specific, vis-a-vis high androgens, aggressive drugs, going to make you more tired. But there's also an element that people ignore, and simply this. If you are training very hard for a competition, pre-contest, as we've just discussed, I'd expect you to be fucking tired. <laughs> you should be getting into places that are uncomfortable in terms of your response in terms of what you're, the, the, basically the reaction you're trying to force your body to have. Now, whether that's hunger from low calories, whether that's tiredness from training like a crazy mofo, that every single time you hit the gym, you're trying to do the most perfect workout, best nutrition, best PED cycle you can possibly do. These things should make you tired. So, Steve, sometimes it's a drug, and I think if it was a combination of X and Y, versus this combination, this one I think would make me ever so slightly more tired than, say, for example, Dynabol and something else. But then I wouldn't be using Dynabol pre-contest. So you have to have that in mind, guys. Sometimes it's your diet because you've taken fat out, because you reduce your calories, because you're doing more cardio. Sometimes it's because you're in the gym. 
and every workout is important. You're also under contraction. Sometimes it's because of other shit going on in your life. You're super busy at work and you're trying to get into shape. Even top professional bodybuilders are doing podcasts. They're posting to Instagram. They're fulfilling their obligations with their sponsors. So they will be tired. And just, just recently, and I'm not going to name him, you've had a professional that didn't want to do the appearance stuff pre-Olympia, according to his then sponsor. So it's literally, as he said, the, the, the hardest day of my life when I should be the tiredest, when I, when I should be the most focused. And here I am having the work. I think the argument Steve was for an hour. But it's like, what am I going to be like? I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be kind of miserable. I shouldn't feel great. I should look amazing, but I shouldn't feel great. So there's an element of that too, Steve. It isn't just the drug thing. Sometimes it's the drug and the diet because you're taking carbs out because you're hungry and the training because you're going absolutely crazy in the gym. Every workout is a thousand and one percent super, super important. And all the other stuff that life brings to the table when you're hungry, when you're tired. So keep that in mind, guys. It's not just those things. As I said, honesty, Steve and I both used Halo. Didn't get in, as much out of it as I was hoping to. And I know for a fact that there are other drugs that I've used pre-contest, for example, Steve, through increased migration that have worked absolutely fine. That's where individual response comes in. Uh, uh, you know, and again, harsh oral. So I've never been keen on running it at higher dosages. And we will get into the dosage specific, but none of the, on this podcast, we're always looking for what we we, we define as responsible use. So we're going to give you what we consider to be sensible doses for you to run and cycle and how long and so on. That you, Steve. Clan is the next one we're going to talk about. Very, very important to understand about Clan. Clan is a very potent drug. It's a beta two stimulates beta two receptors because it's a beta two agonist. So you're going to be able to burn more stored calories which is stored in your body as body fat before your body starts going after different types of fuel. So essentially the most optimal way that I recommend running clean, if you want the optimal fat burn is fasted cardio. Make sure you're on it. Do a lot of fasted cardio. When you do the fasted yeah. cardio, your body won't tap into the glycogen that's filled up in your muscles from external sources i.e food so if you eat a big carb meal lots of sugars you know then you have ice cream and then you're on the clan and you go work out well your body's gonna go for that first okay it's gonna waste its time on that instead of wasting your time wasting its time on your body fat so it's better to go into it fasted fasted cardio really works well everyone does it whether you're a 300 pound pro bodybuilder or you're a skinny guy fasted cardio works for burning fat so on clan you're going to burn an oodle oodle amount of body fat on it so mobster tell us a little bit more clenbuterol tell us some tips on clenbuterol before we talk about stacking i, I feel like you was pointing at me steve when you was talking about ice cream and carbohydrate i, I feel like i've been singled out that sounds like my diet <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> says it sounds like my evening meals anyway all right guys clean um I, I, we, we did a show recently on this, so I'm going to come in from that angle, Steve. It's definite one of those things where I, I think we, we discussed in another show, uh, it was a uh, drug that was given to in for people struggling with asthma. So it helps you to breathe more clearly. And uh, funny enough, people don't think they take steroids when they take in asthma drugs, but there they are, steroids. Different kinds of steroids, but steroids. Yeah, right there in the asthma medication. So it, it, in, 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 in easy terms, Steve, 
it kind of relaxes the muscles and or increases your ability to breathe better. And this is kind of how it works when it comes to burning fat. Oxidization, because you're breathing a little bit more clearly, a little bit more frequently. And at the same time, you're oxidizing fat. So you're using up energy. And of course, this is what we want here, guys. We're not looking to, you know, take a carb meal and burn off the carbs. What we're looking here is to burn off stored body fat, and especially pre-contest. The only issue, and I've discussed this previously, Steve, is that there's an awful lot of people, and it kind of does work in that particular way, in that the, I look, the perfect fat-burning drug doesn't exist. Because even in the case of Clem, where the argument becomes, you can sit there on the sofa watching the TV and you'll burn more calories because of the Clem, it's true. The issue is, of course, that those particular individuals just aren't doing anything else. They're not eating cleanly. They're not training. They're not doing cardio. And in fact, I know for Steve, because we've talked about this in, in a pre-show prior to another podcast, I know of individuals that were using clean and or thyroid type drugs to uh, make up for the fact that their diet was so shit. And as I just said in, a, in another show that we recorded, if top professional bodybuilders like Dexter Jackson can't get away with it, what makes you think you can? So guys, the way that any of this stuff's always going to work, and that includes clean, is that even if clean does help you burn more calories and in this situation, more body fat, you still need to put in the work. Your diet still needs to be on point. Like I said, I, I know because I've stood there and seen them in person, not as a witness, not because I was specifically involved, but people that were six weeks away from a holiday, four weeks away from a wedding, male and female, coming in and asking for and having Clen recommended to them, and I'm thinking you've left it too late. You might drop an inch. You might drop five or six pounds, but you need to drop 15 or 20 pounds. And they hadn't put the work in and they hadn't dieted. It's not a miracle drug. And then the, right now, as I say this podcast, a miracle drug where you can take it and drop 20 or 30 pounds of fat and not have any side effects doesn't exist. So clean, especially in this particular way, Steve, the side effects, which we will get into, can make you feel uncomfortable. Any drug that's that stimulating, whether it's a steroid or, or a fat stripper, fat burner, uh, growth hormone or whatever, any specific peptide, any drug that has this strong enough an effect on you will have side effects, will essentially make you feel uncomfortable. If there was a steroid, and Trend's a great example here, Steve, where those that like it rave about it, like it's the, the nectar of the gods, they will also admit that for a lot of users, it comes with side effects like the night sweats, the trend cough, the transomnia, and so on and so forth. It has to, guys. You are literally forcing a response and reaction in your body. And Clen sometimes has that effect on a, a good number of the users. I would say it's probably like a third, maybe even close to 50% of users, where Steve, they, get, they feel uncomfortable. But it's one of those things where if everything else is on point and you can kind of work with the fact that you're going to be uncomfortable, you know that it's coming, you've listened to this podcast, you accept that that's going to happen and you work through it and you and you keep focused and your training, your diet stays on point, the end results will kind of say to you that it was worth the time and the trouble. What do you think, Steve? Well, at the end of the day, you know, this stack, if you run it correctly, you should get some really good results. So that's what yeah. we're going to kind of give you. Let's talk about stacking it. And with Clen, you want to make sure 
you know, there's different ways to stack clan. I think a good strategy with, with clan is starting out 40 micrograms, working your way up every couple of days. You can raise it to, to about 20 mi mi micrograms. So you can go from 40 to 60, then go 80, then go 100, then go 120. Now, a lot of competitors, they'll push the envelope. They're running a lot more. I think that the key with clan is you want to get to a point where you're starting to get side effects. <laughs> and the side effects I'm talking about, you get jittery hands. You start getting, you know, sweats. You start feeling, you know, even walking to your mailbox and getting the mail, just light cardio. You start sweating like crazy. Your heart rate starts racing. Those types of side effects, back off. Back off the dosage back down like 20 or 40 micrograms back down and then level yeah. off there. Because then you know that it's doing what we talked about in the body as a beta 2 agonist. And it's, it's making your body burn that body fat for energy and that's making you very uncomfortable and that's that's basically the whole purpose of of this shredder stack and it's it's not always comfortable you know shredding down like this is not always fun it's not always going to be comfortable but that's the point while we do it so that's the key with clan i think when it comes to dosing so monster wants to touch on that a little bit and then talk about halo dosing a little bit yeah two points here and i've, I've made this i might even post something on the forums here steve the difference between micrograms and milligrams uh, shouldn't be too much of an issue, guys. The medication in the form that you're going to get it should be clear. Occasionally, I hear stories when it's not. And this is when this sort of advice is going to help you. Also, occasionally, and it doesn't really apply to these two, two drugs again, but we've seen this when guys are making up peptides and they want to get the it's micrograms again, it's uh, intravenous units again, and you want to make sure that the dosage you're putting into the, the, the battery acidic water, for example, in the case of a peptide, is exactly the amount that it should be. Now, micrograms are one thousandth of a milligram. And as Steve said, if he's talked about a dosing, whether that's 20, 40, 60, 80 micrograms, again, that's 20 or 40 or 60 thousandths of a milligram. So make sure you know what that means. Horror stories like guys taking a five gram or the equivalent of 5,000 milligram spoon of caffeine, for example, and ended up in hospital and in a rare couple of examples dying because they didn't understand that the top amount you should take per day is really 400 milligrams. And they've just taken, what's that, Steve, 20 times that in one hit. This is the reason why you need to know what the difference is between micrograms and milligrams. The other thing, Steve, and it's a sort of dosage thing which we will get into specifically, that's a downgrading of the beta-2 receptor that Steve mentioned earlier on. Beta-2 receptor antagonist. The antagonization essentially is what causes the response, and that's the reason why you're burning the fat. It's kind of, like I said earlier on, in a, in a, in a sort of simple phrase, irritating the body into making it lose fat because of this uh, hitting the beta-2 receptors and antagonizing them in very, very simple layman's terms. Two weeks on two weeks off. And the reason for that, essentially, as Steve has hinted at earlier on when he talks about backing off on a dosage, is that there's a point where you go and the body, there's essentially suppression, Steve. And it's very quickly cleared up, but you get like a two-week sweet spot, and then you need to ease down or completely come off for two weeks, and then go back on. Now, in the combination that we're talking about, we're running both these drugs together. And again, we're talking about pre-contest. So I would want to work with someone like Steve, prep coaching, and have them guide me on this particular journey. Now, if you know what you're doing and you've got all this stuff written out, and especially if you know how you're going to respond, 
there's an awful lot of guys that are able to do this stuff for themselves. And again, if you're not a contest uh, prepping bodybuilder, you don't need to have to be this specific. But what we do find sometimes with a bodybuilder, that male or female that's prepping for a competition, Steve, is it's difficult always to have your eye on every single ball. And as Steve has talked about in other shows, there's an element of chemical warfare here. So I want someone else who's not prepping for a competition to be working with me to see how my body's responding, which I won't always be as objective as I need to be. And that might even come down to backing off in terms of the side effects, taking those two weeks off and two weeks on. I want to, I want to be in shape on the day of the competition, Steve. I don't need to be in shape weeks out, and I might be experimenting with this weeks out. In fact, arguably, guys, as a quick tip for you, sometimes in this particular regards, and especially if you're thinking of running a contest cycle, I will, if I've never used Clint, as, 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 again, as an example, guys, to repeat myself, I might try it pre-pre-contest just to see how I respond, just to see how, what the doses is in terms of me having those side effects, and then knowing how it feels, knowing where it's going to be in the cycle when I actually do con pre-contest and get into shape for a competition and appear on stage. So this is the occasion where, I, and I've only done this once or twice with other drugs, Steve. I've, most of my cycles have been around either a, a specific target for the year or for a competition. I've only ever run drugs not in competition or not with a specific target in mind, just to see in these very early days of me using steroids, just to see how I responded, just to see how well I coped and handled them. Again, this is the reason why you listen to this podcast. It's the reason why you'll work with a coach because that person's knowledge and experience and these podcasts is to give you the information so that you can apply that to yourself without needing to experiment or at least taking away most of that need to find out if you are someone who responds very, very well to it. So yeah, milligrams versus micrograms. Make sure you know the difference and Clem, especially two weeks on, two weeks off because of the down regulation of the beta 2 receptors. And therefore, you, you could be you could stay on, but you wouldn't be getting the best out of it. So keep that in mind, guys. There's a tip. Thank you, Steve. Yep. And then the halo, some guys like to run five, some 10 milligrams, some 15, some 20. I've seen guys run 20. I think in this stack, it makes sense with the clen to just run 10 milligrams with it. Should get tremendous results on the clen. I think overall... Around 100 micrograms of the clan and around 10 milligrams of the of the halo would work really good together. And you should get really, really good results on this. Final uh, tips on the side effects. With clan, taurine is very important. Electrolytes are very important. Drinking lots of water are very important. Intuguard will have you covered on all fronts along with lots of water. Because the Intuguard does have taurine, electrolytes. Nentugard also has six different liver support supplements in the formula. So that's going to help with the halo effects on the liver. And clan obviously is also liver toxic. So both of these are liver toxic. Very important. We recommend Nentugard. I'd run seven to 10 caps of Nentugard per day. All right, mobster. One final tip and take us to the disclaimer. Right, guys. And I've said this on a bunch of other podcasts, but it is especially true for pre-contests. There's no drug that exists that's going to get you ripped and into contest shape if you haven't done the work. And sometimes, and it's mostly amongst the new guys, you experienced guys don't need to be told this, but some of the new guys, they need to hear this. You need to do the fucking work. What do I mean? You need to learn how to train. And I, I, 
Steve and I, the horror stories we could tell you about guys that haven't even been to the gym asking about steroids, or guys, male or female, that have only been to the gym for a few weeks and they're asking about steroids. And I don't mean a few weeks now, I mean a few weeks ever. So it is super, super important that you come to this table, that you listen to this podcast, that you're about to do free contests because you've done all the other work. And all the other work is at the table when it comes to eating, clean, nutritionally, high-quality nutrition, that your supplements are on point, your own two guards on point. Basically, I want, I think the phrase that's used sometimes is all your other ducks are in a row. You are smashing it in the gym. You are doing the grind. There is, in your mind, no other man alive, no other woman alive, no other whatever alive doing it like you're doing it. And your nutrition is the same. It is sometimes, it's can, especially pre contestly super, super tedious. There's there's a, a meme, there's a little a viral video that's done around here in the UK for donkey's years, Steve, and it's a young guy. He ended up being a really, really good athlete, funnily enough. But he's kind of young, and he's talking about fish and rice, rice and fish, then I have fish, then I have rice, and it's like super, super boring. And that's all he's eating. But Funny enough, as I said, he ended up getting into great shape then and even better shape now. And they've actually done a video with him more, more reason. But free contest diets can be boring. They can be tedious. But you still need to do it. The top professionals need to do it. You need to do it. So the advice is training on point, 100%. No, 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 no doubt in your mind that your training isn't exactly where it's done. You've, you've worked on your weaknesses. You've brought them up. You've put the work in in your season. You've bolts. You've put another quarter of an inch half in. Everything is where it needs to be. You improved those things that were lacking last year, especially for a competition, and they're up. You're ready to rock and roll. Your, your, your diet comes in. Your nutrition comes in. It's clean. It's rice. It's pasta. It's healthy oils. It's the right fruit. In, it's, 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 it's boring, but it's on point. And it's on point to the point where you start to get in shape. Then you introduce the halo and clean. Then you're starting to get a pre-contest cycle. This is where you work with someone like Steve as a prep coach so that the day, the minute, the hour, the second you are on stage, there's nothing in your mind that you couldn't have done to get ready. And that includes research by listening to this podcast. So we give you the real deal. We make sure that you know what you're supposed to be doing is there. That there's nothing missing. And then we give you the information for a cycle like this to give you those last little bits and pieces. We want you to look dry. We want you to look crazy. We want you up there on the top step, not the side step number two, not the side step number three, with the gold, not the silver, not the bronze. We want you winning. We want that pre-contest photograph and a post-contest photograph to look so, who the fuck, are these the same person? No. We want, and, and, and trust me, I've been in the winner's circle I know how that feels. And it makes all the hard work disappear. It makes all those tired, aching bones, old man feeling, what the fuck was I thinking? Whose stupid idea was this shit? Go right out the road and puts a grin on your face and you're holding buck trophy. It suddenly becomes the most expensive trophy you've got because you've worked and worked and worked. And then you introduce the halo and the clean and you just, the polish, the shine, the the veneer, Steve, and it makes you done right with everything else into a winner. Super, super important. Get that in your mind. There's nothing else. 
Please note, we are not doctors, and the opinions on these shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view, and it's based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.